Well, Carol Payton has been on the trail of the money. I'm not sure that she's necessarily found it. Carol Payton is editor-at-large at Business 24. She's been looking for money. Have you found money, Carol Payton? Hi, Bruce. I'm not sure if you can hear me. I can. Loud oh, good. You keep on fading in and out. Um, I apologize. <clears throat> I shall what be, did you ask be better me? Behaved. I didn't get that. I didn't get what you... <laughs> if you asked me a question, I, I didn't get it. That's fine. Okay. I'm all focused now. Um, tell me about uh, tell me about what's happened to the money that was promised for the just energy transition. There were meant to be billions of dollars that were going to be cheaply available to us. This seems like a derator era project that has faded into distant memory. Well, what's happened is that you know this was a world first. It was a great thing, uh, heralded as a great thing that you know the developed world is now going to assist the developing world to um, transition um, from coal to cleaner energy. And this is what all this this deal was about. And it started off at about $8.5 billion, and that was a combination of grants and loans and other things. And and so what's happened now is that most of the donor countries, well, the donor countries being the lending countries, because most of it is loans, concessional loans, most of the donor countries and governments and institutions want that money to go into ESCOM because they think that that is where they're going to get bang for their buck. So they think if their money goes into expanding ESCOM's transmission grid, which can then allow more renewable energy to, to connect to the grid, they will be doing a good service for climate change and the world, which is true. I mean, I think that is where they would get the most bang for the buck. But the problem is now is that ESCOM doesn't want that money right now. They don't. They 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 say, well, we can't build a grid any faster than we're already building it, and and we've got enough money right now. And if we take any more money because this is a loan, um, we're going to have more debt, and we and we don't want more debt. So it's kind of really a. Uh, a, a, a ridiculous situation where we're being offered this money now and and we can't really take advantage of it. It's weird, isn't it? It's so it's not an Eskom blockage. This is a National Treasury blockage. This is National Treasury, which has got the monumental task of balancing budget and it's got nine days to see whether or not there are any rabbits alive to put inside the hat to pull out on budget day. National Treasury is looking at this and saying, we've got a fiscal crisis. We're on a fiscal cliff. We've got a really big problem here. We can't take on any new debt. And that's encumbering ESCOM from doing what it needs to do to become more sustainable. No, it's not a National Treasury problem. National so Treasury. So, so the problem lies at ESCOM. So... So um, the international partners group who have pledged all this money have been under the impression that the national treasury won't allow this money to flow to ESCOM because of ESCOM's debt relief conditions. That is not the case. The national treasury says very, very clearly, no, um, if ESCOM wants to borrow money, it can. And, and all it needs is to get permission. Need to get permission from us, and, and we'll, you know, and from the finance minister, and 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 they can do it. Um, but the truth is that ESCOM doesn't want to do that. They don't want to take on more debt. They are in the business of cleaning up their balance sheet at the moment, so they don't want to take on more debt. And secondly, they say, well, you know, 
the industry uh, the, 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 the industry that, that builds these construction lines and trans, you know, tra- uh, transformers and all of these things um, can't build any faster than it's already building. So we don't need any more money, thanks very much, for now, you know, for the, next, for the foreseeable future. It's a weird situation to be in, isn't it? I mean, here's the blockage, therefore, then, is sitting within ESCOM, but we then sit with a polluting national energy provider that can't provide the energy that we need. It's stuck with a massive debt problem, which is self-imposed. I mean, it was created only by the various management teams over the last decade and a bit within ESCOM that has burned through many billions of dollars worth of diesel over that time and has has not done the projects properly and has not built ESCOM's uh, South Africa's, you know, not service South Africa's power needs adequately. And and now they sit with the opportunity of of a deal that was agreed at COP26 in 2021, and it's not going to help them at all. I mean, do they need... It's not going to help them at all. It's not going to help us at all. So, 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 you know, know, the the, the obvious solution then is, is there must be an innovative financing mechanism which can which can make use of this money um, in, in, in a constructive way, in a way that benefits ESCOM and benefits the country and achieves what the lending countries want. But um, and, and for instance, you know, I suggested to ESCOM, why couldn't you some of this taken debt on to, to do this expansion of the transmission um, um, system? You've taken this debt on prior to the debt conditions being imposed. Why couldn't you swap some of the expensive de- debt for some cheaper debt? And that sort of capacity to think like, well, how can we innovate a solution around that seems to be absent in both ESCOM and government. People are really, they couldn't, they, they just can't get their head around. Well, let's, let's find a solution. And I'm, and I'm sure that if you've got some bankers together, they would come up with a solution in, in five minutes. So often when the problem is staring you in the face and you're busy putting out fires on every front, the last thing you can do necessarily is apply your mind and think to some very complex issues here. Um, and, and so how then, I mean, get the bankers in to come and help structure the debt and try and get things restructured properly. Or well, is this a political issue as well, Carol, in terms of this is a Dorator thing. Dorator was pushing for the clean energy transition. Actually, um, it's, it's a bit pie in the sky, perhaps, for the current um, management of ESCOM. And, and they're quite happy just to let it, uh, let it slide away. No, I don't think so. I don't think so, because there, there is that problem, but that is a separate problem. There is a problem of, 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 of government and ANC saying, well, you know, we said we're going to retire these power stations, but actually now we don't want to now. Um, that's a separate problem. Um, this problem is, you know, the government, Cyril Ramaphosa, everybody, you know, lauded this deal. Cyril Ramaphosa was there, you know, in, in Glasgow on the world stage, shaking everybody's hands and saying thank you for the money. And, and so... And so that's not that's not the blockage, you know, the the, the blockage, and, and I'm sure they want it, this deal to be a success because it was the first global deal, and it needs to demonstrate some success. And if we want to ever get any more concessional finance um, for climate-related stuff, we need to actually show that we can make use of it. So it's important that the deal is is, is a success. I just think we it's somewhere we lack capacity to. No. To, to opportunity. 
Well, Peyton, thank you very much indeed. Right Marge at New at 24 is 24. Thank you, Carol, very much indeed. City of the issues is huge, and whether there is the capacity, the desire, the will um, to actually implement some quite complex plans in order to fix the issues is yet to be seen.